I'm not good Just the good stuff, baby. It is my house. <laughs> I gotta get my voice gravelly for that, for doing this one. Just just right off the bat, I think your ghost is a little bit less scary when it's just a freaking British guy. <laughs> <laughs> when it's a when it's a, a British guy through a young British girl, it's even more terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I died in the chair of natural causes, didn't I? <laughs> Ooh, I'm spooky. The first couple of times, like hands were coming out, I was like, "Oh God!" And then, like, it just so like, "Oh yeah, this is a man named Bill who died in the house." I'm like, "What's well, not scary? That's just a guy." <laughs> the last one we got a it's witch. A... Yeah, it was a, it's it either a witch me, Bill, or it's the the crooked man. Who looks like a Tim Burton reject character? <laughs> it's the crooked man who was so, so unmemorable. I sent you guys a picture of him and said, I know this guy's in The Conjuring. And both of you said, No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I uh, hadn't seen it since, I don't know, 2016, early 2017. No, so it's been about four or five though. years. That's true, but yeah, the Crooked Man parts of this movie, which we'll get to, uh, were pretty forgettable and questionable. In any case, hey everyone, oh wait, hold on, I can do it as Bill. Hello everyone, welcome to the episode of the Chandring, episode two. I'm Bill, I'm an old British man who died naturally in my own house. Oh, that's going to ruin my voice for the rest of the episode. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean. Uh, this is the Sean Dring, the, the podcast where now we're, we're separated from the Radish feed completely. So, hey, everyone. Uh, we're going through the, the Conjuring Cinematic Universe, and this is episode two, so we're doing The Conjuring 2. Came out in uh, 2016, directed by James Wan. Those are the only credits I've got so far. <laughs> Those are the only important ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm Will. I am the neighbor who somehow shares a laundry room with the family. <laughs> and you'd think that one of those two people could keep the laundry room looking not like the basement from Saw. <laughs> Filled with water. Even before that, it, it was, I wrote down like worst laundry room ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Tyler and I'm Albert Einstein who for some reason, is also there and investigating everything. <laughs> I said he was J.J. Bittenbinder. <laughs> he really I was contributes just... nothing to this film except a very touching scene where he's like, I think I talked to my daughter through them, and then he pulls out a fat-ass bolt. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about uh, real British uh, parapsychologist Morris Gross? Or I yes, thought Morris Gross, Gross was his name. Morris. Yeah. They call him Morris. <laughs> Wild. So, this is The Conjuring 2. It's it's different than The Conjuring 1 because it takes place now <laughs> it's a in Britain. <laughs> it's the second movie and it takes place in Britain. In Enfield, a suburb of London, I imagine... Um, oh, yeah, wait, all of Britain's no, it, suburb of London. 
<laughs> Council House and Brimsdown, Enfield, London, England. Wayne Scotling. Y'all gotta get. <laughs> <laughs> they said it again. <laughs> Thank you, Will. <laughs> Y'all gotta get um that I don't know where Brimsdown. In any case, uh, took place between 1977 and 1979, uh, involving two sisters, Margaret and Janet Hodgson. Um, we'll get, uh, there were several more children than that in this movie. Yeah. Uh, none of whom are mentioned on the Wikipedia page or as, or in the movie (laughs) (laughs) or in the movie. They're just kind of there. One of them has a stutter for some reason. It's a young Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Ghost of corn pop. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You know what? You know what but I yeah. learned is, is is ghosts really love tormenting large families. Like if <laughs> if the parents don't have it bad enough, <laughs> they have to take care of all these kids. <laughs> now they have a ghost. Which uh, there's a lot of real common themes between the first one and, and this one. Ghosts also love rails. I never understood that. Like, why would a ghost effectively tell you how to defeat it in the form of a rail? <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. There's Bill a couple of times where. Like, the... Yeah, there's ones where, like, they talk about the nun, and she's like, she took on a blasphemous form to test my faith, and I was like, or nuns are just scary. Like, I don't know. know (laughs) (laughs) We should get that off the top. Like, this was the second time I've watched this movie, and the first time I watched it, I wasn't crazy about it, but I do remember it did keep me up that night. Like, I could not fall asleep because I was picturing the the nun. The nun. Ah, the nun, the nun really. It's uh, her name is Valak, apparently. Um, but that really, like, this movie is much more frightening than the first, and I think the scares are much more intense. Where the first had very good atmosphere, great pacing, uh, you know, well timed scares, that sort of thing, well made, crafted scares. This one was just the scares were much more intense, and like you know they're coming, but like they really got to your psyche. Uh, yeah. It, it, I mean, I'll say it at the top again. I mean, well, not again, but with this one, I liked it more the second time around. Um, I liked it almost as much as the first movie. I thought it was really enjoyable. It got real weird, real kind of wild near the end. But, you know, for what the series is, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I I agree. Sorry, go ahead. No, I I was just going to say definitely a lot more scares, but I feel like this movie a lot more complicated and a lot more going on than the last one. Most definitely. The last one, when I was like writing out the summary for it, it's like, all right, we got two nights of hauntings. Then the Warrens come in. Then we got another two nights of hauntings. And this one, they get haunted at least 12 or 13 times before the Warrens even set foot in England. Like it's, 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 it's definitely a lot more for sure. I thought this movie was a lot better narratively than the last one, mainly because there wasn't a subplot of the daughter that didn't go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they like didn't need daughter. Annabelle. The B plots <laughs> introduced... actually mattered in this movie, which I, I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> the nun instead. Yeah, there yeah were... that, that's true. They showed Bill too much. Is my my thing after because like it's the same thing with Insidious. Like once you've seen Darth, once oh. you've got like a good look at Darth Maul, uh, you're just kind of like, <laughs> all right, I know what he looks like. And then like at that point, he's not a ghost; he's a villain. He's just popping up, and you're like, oh, there he is. But yeah. like. 
Uh, I thought the first one was a little creepier just because there wasn't really like a form of the monster. Right. Right. Per se. Whereas this one, like, I mean, if, once 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 you know what he looks like, he's Sephiroth showing up and messing stuff up. And then he's, not, <laughs> he's no longer a, a ethereal being. He's a person. Right. Right. I'm sure we'll get to it. But uh, one appearance of Bill really, really mm. impressed me. Um, mm-hmm. and I thought it was extremely well done and I'm excited to talk about it further. Um, but as usual, if you've heard the first Sondering episode and you know what's going on, Tyler's going to talk about the movie. We'll comment on events as they happen and I'll bring in you, uh, some, you know, actual Warren, like the, the fact based investigation, uh, which I regret to say there's not much of it here. <laughs> <laughs> not with the Enfield haunting. That's okay. Uh, that's that's funny though because at the end it was like, oh yeah, this is like the most recorded case of a paranormal haunting. So yeah, that's not much. Case. Case. Yeah. <laughs> not by the warrants. That's uh, the thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right, well, you, Tyler, you, yeah, want to hop in? Start us off. So, so like like the last film, the last film started off with like kind of like a, a prologue with Annabelle and getting introduced to Annabelle. This one we were talking about her a little bit earlier. We get it. We get a look at Valak the the nun and uh i do have to inter- interject that i remember at the time of seeing conjuring 2 everyone was like holy shit the nun at that time so yeah. i it definitely uh you, you could tell this nun was being set up for a spin-off series just like annabelle was um but it starts off with them investigating the amityville case lorraine does yep. like a little seance speaking of insidious earlier she does kind of like an insidious like walk through the shadow realm so to speak um and uh sees uh this this almost stop motion horrifying case of this family getting killed in in this house by 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 the dad or it was one of the the nuns oh the sons that's right that's right yeah he couldn't stop laughing at her walking around the house doing the fake gun because like (laughs) i know it's obviously her like supposed to be like reenacting the murders, but I just heard her walking there and doing finger guns. <laughs> I kind of laughed because when she looked at her reflection, I thought her reflection looked kind of like a Geico caveman. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was Eric, it was Eric Andre. I... That was Eric Andre? Oh. No. <laughs> it was, I mean, for, you know, by that point, we had seen two Amityville, if not more, adaptations. So this one was kind of a, a clever bent on the Amityville murders. Mm-hmm. Um,. Which we you know we talked about last episode that Warren's investigated the Amityville horrors. I think it was mostly a grift, but we'll talk about that more. <laughs> As if the rest of these weren't. <laughs> As if the rest of these were not. <laughs> In any case, go on, Tyler. Yeah, and then this is where Lorraine sees sees the nun for the first time, uh, and then also kind of a, a premonition of of her husband Ed's death. Which which becomes a reoccurring theme throughout the whole movie. Um, we also notice that Ed has some new sick ass sideburns uh, compared yeah, to the last film. Yeah. They're a lot more filled out. So that's yeah, it, and uh, and Mad Men uh, kind of uh, visual language. You can tell you're moving later into the '70s by how thick the sideburns go. And uh, since this is what like '77, '78, Ed's sideburns are real thick now. Yeah, and and if you couldn't tell this was the '70s because of Ed Sideburns, you could tell it was the '70s because there was just a scene following this of just third graders smoking cigarettes. I saw that and I was like, "Yep, this is the '70s." <laughs> Those are doctor prescribed cigarettes too, probably. Yeah. 
That's yeah. counterculture, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, what the hippies were fighting for. When they cut when they cut to London, they're playing London Calling by the Clash. And then one of the establishing shots of London is a wall with the graffiti I fought the law, which is another clash reference, which I didn't like the turducken <laughs> of clash references we were getting right there. Like there's another British band I'm sure they could have they could have pulled from instead of doubling Most up definitely. on the clash. And hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna name one it. other English band. I can't. Beethoven, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> Adam Ant. Uh, but we we get introduced to the family. Um, it's the only real difference between this one and the last one is there's no dad in this one, which <laughs> is a shame because the dad in the last one was hilarious. <laughs> just how just exhausted. Bill would take offense to this. Bill would take a lot of offense to saying there's no dad in this house. Was Bill the father he was figure? The grandpa. <laughs> he's a grandpa. He's the, he's, he's the grandfather figure. Um, but we That's get introduced how old to the British family. guys are. Yeah. yeah. Then, uh, then Janet whips out General Mills Ouija cereal, and <laughs> <laughs> that—that's when this whole thing just kind of gets off to the races. She um, does have. I you could buy Ouija boards back then. I guess part of it's like they didn't have any money. Uh, right. You can tell because the mom yells, yeah. "We don't have any money." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they forgot lovely. about that. There's a strange thing where the kid just wants biscuits. Like, he's like, I know we're in financial ruin, but give me biscuits. I thought it would play a bigger part in this film than it did. <laughs> no, just to establish that they're broke. But their, their Ouija board is a cereal box and three pencils. <laughs> <laughs> respect. Respect. It's all, it, it, technically, it could double as a spirograph if you use the pencils correctly. <laughs> yeah, it sure could. <laughs> the ghost can make some sick-ass spirographs. Oh, um, hell yeah. <laughs> and she... She just uh that I I guess this is probably where Bill was invited to become spooky because that night is when the first kind of haunting happens in the room. Very reminiscent of the last film, the two sisters in the bedroom and uh one yep. sleepwalking, which is also very reminiscent. But I do like how they're yeah. doing the sleepwalking in this, where it's just like mm. she's like and she like just wakes up somewhere else in the house. Uh to the yeah. fact where she has to like tie a jump rope to like a cinder block. Um pretty cool but uh but this is uh just jumps right into it uh she starts channeling uh what's his name bill bill Bill. Um, saying get out of my house which honestly bill i kind of relate to bill right i mean (laughs) he just just wants his family to get out of his house like at the end of the day I, i know there's other stuff with valak and you know um but he just wants these people to get out of his house He's he's the he's the Scooby Doo villain of the yeah. Conjuring franchise, and just like this is my place, and he's asking them to get out. Yeah, he's, he's trying to spook him out. The guy who plays Bill is also plays Yelling Man in Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm happy for him. I have to go now watch Spider Man Homecoming to see Yelling Man. <laughs> hey, Spidey, a d- do a flip. <laughs> Still they did the in that uh, chair. They also they did the establishing shot that they did from one. Of the the continuing yeah. shot of the house to like let you know where all the rooms are, which I now that I knew what to look for, I appreciated it. Yeah. Well, the house is a character of... in this film, is it not? It needed a proper introduction. Definitely really is. Yeah. Um. So we 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 get the the first haunting, then then uh, the children 
for some reason have the most cursed toy I've, I've ever seen with the crooked man. <laughs> Gets which... worse and worse. <laughs> was just like they had the weird fucking music box in the in the last movie, and this yeah. one they have the crooked man, which I think might that's be a... a real like nursery rhyme from Britain. It is. Uh, terrible. It is. That's that's called the zoetrope. Is the toy. Oh yeah, 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 it's like the spinning carousel with the, with the stop motion thing inside. I don't know anyone who has one. Like, it's, I've never seen one in this family that has like a broken chair a man died in and like a formica table <laughs> has a zoetrope. <laughs> no, I, a when did when did the culture tr- uh, the culture switch from toys that terrify children to toys that are you know like dolls and action figures and stuff like that? Because it seems like gen x and below played with toys that are like if you don't behave we're gonna kill you in your sleep and that's like pretty much the toy once once lawn darts furby is a oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah furby was the last bastion of go to sleep or this will kill you (laughs) yeah yeah like we had tickamilma we had furby and now and then we got the the fucking little eye puppies the little robot dogs that were harmless and they're like all right yeah we're good we right. nerfed them. <laughs> yeah, they really nerfed the the children's friend toys. Yeah, but if since we've seen the last film when they brought this this toy in, I immediately clocked that. I was like, all right, that's the haunted thing. That's going to be stored in the vault <laughs> at the end. Most <laughs> like, definitely. No, no yep. joke about that. That's where the ghost is coming from. Did he ask <laughs> if he could? Spoilers, I guess. At the end, he puts it in the vault. Did he ask yeah. if he could take that? No, we don't. They they only have like four things to their name. Their house is destroyed <laughs> at the end of the movie. Just, He's just like, it's all splinters. All the furniture yeah. is just shambles. <laughs> like you can't even tell what was couch and what was end table. Walks out of there at the end. Walks out of there at the antique zoetrope. Like, oh, go ahead and take this as my commission. <laughs> Put this next to Annabelle. That's gonna be worth five figures. <laughs> Put this next to the samurai armor. I. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, then we get the, uh, the most terrifying scene of, uh, the, to- the oh. toy fire truck, which was shot really, really well. I, I just want to say this, this whole tent in the hallway thing for like the, the little outcast boy to hang out in and play with his toys had to be directly lifted from the sixth sense. This was <laughs> all like... The toy. I think Cole had a scene. Sorry, this is. Hi everyone. I'm Sean, and I was weirdly obsessed with the Sixth Sense in the fifth grade. Uh, <laughs> I think in Pearl Harbor. In Pearl Harbor, Sixth Sense in the Pearl Harbor. <laughs> Things weren't great. Um, <laughs> and I'm still here. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like Cole had a, a tent that he like played in and felt safe in in his own home, and I feel like there was a scene with the ball. I want to say there was with like Misha Barton's girl ghost who was poisoned. Um, spoilers for the Sixth Sense. That's the only spoiler for the Sixth Sense. Also, is that Misha Barton was, was poisoned by her mother. There are no other spoilers for that movie. Uh, you should watch it. It's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that the, the whole thing. <laughs> that entire everything about it reminded me of the Sixth Sense and um. Which fine, that's good. It's a great movie. I the the toy tra- fire truck scene is my favorite scene in the movie because when he lets the fire truck go into the tent and that bill screams, that is the exact same noise I make when I bang my shin on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> the guy 
just chilling in there, just like, just like, the, just wants the kid to leave him alone, and the kid is actually causing him issues, like chucking the fire truck at him. I laughed <laughs> yes, so right. hard. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was it like, like I don't want it. <laughs> Stop it! It was, but just like the sound design in that scene was like somehow every scare in the first Conjuring movie just was completely just diminished in comparison to that one scare where it's just like sound drops out and just loud screaming and then the oh my god i don't like i tensed up and i remember my heart just start racing just because of that and i think it was just like a primal thing they tapped into yeah 100 percent I thought that kid deserved to die for going straight to that tent. <laughs> Here's the thing. When when you were that age, were y'all that brave? I wouldn't go no. into the basement if the lights were no. up. Like, I, like, no way. At that age, I was watching The Sixth Sense, and I was not going any, making any tents in my house. <laughs> so, there's, I don't know. There's clearly somebody in the tent pushing the fire truck back out. So, like, later, <laughs> let, me, let me test this real quick. If that happened, I would just shut the door and lock it. Like, that's, that's it. That's that's all I do in that situation. That's the um, thing about horror movies, man. If anyone did what a normal person would do and not investigate and just kind of leave it be, <laughs> couldn't get a scary movie out of it. Well, that's in, true. In the last movie too, they're like, "Can't we just leave the house?" And they're like, "Well, the demon's already latched onto you." And so, like, that, yeah. whatever, that makes sense. And this one, like, the demon just wanted to live in that house. <laughs> I feel like they <laughs> yeah. could have just left. <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah, we'll get, we can get into the demon politics later. I'm going to make a note of that because this is that's <laughs> where the, that's where this thing starts to unravel. Yeah. Well, I guess they get squatters' rights at that point. If the yeah. ghost still has dominion over that house, I don't know. We'll get into it. Yeah. Now Next- we're going to let the old British man tell us about who has the right to live where. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, speaking of the old British man. Uh, Janet seems to be interrupting his queen time on the telly uh, because we get the the storm scene where Janet seemingly just left at home trying to watch some Monty Python or some sort of funny junk on, on the television but the ghost ain't having it he wants to change it to watch the queen and uh, it becomes that was Thatcher oh, it was Thatcher right it was Thatcher yeah it really does say a lot though that not only oh it was well in any case we're alive watching this in 2021 this takes place in the late 70s the old man is trying to watch his queen or you know thatcher or whoever it keeps flipping back to the queen coronation yeah that queen's still alive she's still out there kicking <laughs> man we're we're generations away from this movie when it took place and she's still she's still going maybe not Bill by the end actually- of this episode <laughs> no, that's not true. We got till August. Bill is older than Prince Philip. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. That, that math thing I check out. Um. Uh, <laughs> no, I think the it actor. does. <laughs> the seventies. Um. I like that the only four things on British TV were Monty Python, the coronation, Margaret Thatcher giving a speech, and what appeared to be a the Queen con- Queen concert. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's, it's what I would pick for British TV. That's all we got. We put a Mr. Bean on there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you'd be like, oh, yeah, an old man died in that chair. 
but it's all we got, so it's going to go right here in the corner. <laughs> That's it. And you buy the house with the chair in it. Like, no, none of the man's family that he was so waiting for, none of Bill's family were like, oh, yeah, we'll take the chair. They're just like, no, we'll leave it for the next tenant. It's like, come on. Yeah. He like died in fra- it. There's leave a Fraser episode about this. Is that the the, the chair burns? Yeah. They they try and get rid of Marty's chair, but then they don't. I, very similar. Sis. I got I got Fraser vibes from this. I was um, thinking of Marty Grand. In the Fraser reboot, M- M- Marty is gonna haunt that chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Warren's coming and, and everything. Um <laughs> then we get a scene with the girls' beds shaking. Um mm-hmm. classic poltergeist experience. Which is well yeah. done. Yeah. Definitely, definitely well done. And then they go and get the mom, and the mom's like, this shit ain't real. Go to bed. And then just a straight-up desk slides around. She's like, all right. <laughs> this is proof enough. And uh, call they call the bobbies. Yeah, they, they, they call the cops to come and shoot the ghosts, like in the last movie. Um, <laughs> although, I, I gotta say, I, I like how they got the, like, funny, dopey, UK copper, like... I feel like every like UK like comedy or film like the cops are just doofs, and and it's fantastic. I wish we did that here. Let's well, just British people in general, or just no, yeah, of that's course, of course they're, they're one British people around. in general, and and two, uh, just the general culture not accepting Paul Blart Mullet Cop as you know <laughs> the end all be all of <laughs> screen police. That's true. We have to have end of watch and training day. No. They're all Paul Blart, Mark 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 Blart, Mark Cart. Um, yeah, I like that the police like recognize there are ghosts. Like they yeah. see like paranormal activity, and they're like, "Yep, I'm not sure what we're supposed to do." Which is, it's <laughs> like not our department. Not sure the chair like slides immediately in front of them, and they're like, "That what? that scene reminded me. It, it reminded me of my favorite scene from Poltergeist." Where they're just exasperated, middle of the day, in the kitchen, and they've got like furniture flying around behind them, and it's just normal to them. And 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 I really like that because it's like when when your shit's haunted, it's not. I, I feel like it wouldn't be always just at the most opportune time at the scariest point in the middle of the night. The ghost's gonna be yeah. fucking shit up in the middle of the day too, just like moving yeah. shit around. Which which That's I respect. I thought it was. I thought it was hilarious. Ghostbusters as well. Yeah, yeah. Slimer messing up the dining room just during business hours. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, we get introduced to a neighbor's dog, which at a certain, you know, when you see that, you're just like, all right, rest in peace. If you're a dog in a conjuring movie, uh, a live leak thing appears above your head immediately. <laughs> you ain't gonna make I think it. this dog lives though. It does. It does. It does. Well, I guess it, it's form is At taken. least it's not killed on camera. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the credits. The dog also died. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the ASPCA disclaimer: like the dog did die. The dog exploded after we finished filming. <laughs> Few people know this, but dogs are the most easy thing to strangle for ghosts, and so they go right after them. <laughs> then uh, after after we get the cops just doing absolutely nothing, which honestly, very realistic interpretation of cops. Just doing absolutely yeah. nothing. Um, file a report. Yeah, file a report. Uh, we we cut to Ed in his keeping room painting a very large painting 
turns around and shows a very photorealistic <laughs> version of a haunted nun and go, this anything? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I just, he's very casual. Just like, yeah, I just saw this in my sleep last night. What do you think? And it's just the most fucking port- horrifying portrait you've ever seen in your life. It literally immediately haunts her. Like she literally, it gets hey. hung up. She goes in the room and then she gets oh, haunted by it. Like that scene is so 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 well done. It oh, is. I cannot like. I f- was completely all tensed up watching that scene because I remembered how much it scared me the first time, and it scared me a lot this time. Like it is just pure, just teasing the terror and just finally moving through with it uh, for what seems like forever. But man. I is that when that the daughter, scene. the daughter is like, "Hey, mom, who's this?" <laughs> There's yeah. like the scariest nun in the world standing yeah. in the hallway. She's like, "Who's that at the end of the hallway?" And she like, moves why, down why to is like that Ed's your question. <laughs> She's like moving down to Ed's studio, uh, and very scary scene. Very well done. The shadow also, walking uh, behind the painting, so good. Yeah. Did y'all notice that in that scene before Lorraine walks down the hallway and before her daughter? Uh, sees the nun in the hallway that there are letters on the bookcase directly to the left of Lorraine and the only letters what they spell out is Valak. Whoa. Uh, why yeah. would the nun do that? I mean, yeah, no. looking holistically. Into... <laughs> Let me spell my name real quick in these letters. <laughs> I went to Catholic school. I think I had a nun teaching me grammar, so that's just what they do. She didn't have the right letters to spell poop. So she had to put her name... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after the terrifying nun scene that launched um, a spin-off series, uh, we go to the news crew uh, investigating the family, which honestly, that whole like the the montage leading into it was hilarious. I think that was that was well done. It was very silly and funny. Uh, not as funny as the funniest joke I have ever heard. In probably all time, and that is knock knock. Who's there? My name is Bill Wilkins, and I'm 72 years old. Funniest joke I've heard in my entire life. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was what happened. They were literally they were doing the interview, and and she started channeling Bill Wilkins, and oh. he goes knock knock, and they go who's there? And he goes my name is Bill Wilkins. I'm 72 <laughs> years old. Hilarious. <laughs> Killed. I live in the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> Have we talked about the the laundry room yet? Has that happened yet? No, not that's the, coming not up. The pipe scene, the one where she's just like, <laughs> she and her neighbor are talking. And she's like, yeah, no, it's I think it's early. In the like, film. Yeah, Janet's not listening to me, and she opens up the door to the shared downstairs laundry room, and it looks <laughs> like Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> that's by, later. It's 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 like a single light bulb swinging, and like it's not flooded yet, and it just looks <laughs> like. Okay looks like the bathroom from like the saw it's the worst looking place i've ever seen i don't know why two people co-signed that as a room on their house that they yeah, seemingly probably have to use regularly yeah that that i think that is under that's under the haunted house right or is it a right. connecting basement under the street that would be pretty I, cool I don't think that's I the case. I figured it was like a duplex kind of thing because why would the neighbor also be using the the cellar? Uh, that's true. It's true. Yeah. If, if no. Harry Potter's taught me anything and it hasn't, it's the <laughs> you can a lot of those houses are just kind of jammed in there together. 
No, if, if there's anything that you learn from Conjuring, which is a lot, uh, it's that if, if the house has a spooky basement, the house is haunted, don't buy it. Like, yes. that's, yeah, 100%. Um, this why why that basement? Like that's a basement. That's a deal breaker. I don't care if right. the upstairs of the house is covered in gold. You get downstairs <laughs> and see that you get the hell out of there. It's <laughs> not my it's not my house. Yep. Um, so we got we got the interview. Then the ghost runs across the street and haunts him over there for some reason. Throws something right into <laughs> the fine china. I was like, not the fine china. <laughs> um, and then the Warrens get involved. It, it takes literally halfway through the film for the, the Warrens to even hear about the Enfield house. Uh, so the church enlists them. They're like, we're going to send you over there to just like scope things out. Don't do anything. Just go look at stuff, which they break immediately. But... <laughs> they immediately start fixing their home for them. <laughs> yeah, that's, it feels like that's like a common thing. Like That's a part of the process. It's like a fixer-upper yeah. show. It's, it's yeah, like... This... The series is half gonna... poltergeist, half love it or list it. <laughs> like Ed's very good at fixing up homes. Here you yeah. go. Uh, here's where the the Warren history comes in. The very brief amount of Warren history comes in. Ooh. So the Warrens did show up to the Enfield house, um, mm. but they were not invited and they were told to leave. Uh, <laughs> so, makes sense. <laughs> so this movie's not real. uh so yeah the the warrens uh i believe it was uh guy leon playfair uh another one of the psycho psychologists who uh was investigating this along with morris gross uh said after this movie came out yeah that no they were told to go away (laughs) oh um so that's the beginning and the end of the warrens history with the uh the enfield haunting is that they didn't investigate they they tried to investigate it briefly um that's a shame they they kind of cover that a little bit where they're like i mean they, they address that the amityville horror case is what brought the warrens to the spotlight and yeah and it just showed them it showed them on that talk show that one guy yeah. did, like these guys are total fucking hacks and ed warren almost jokers <laughs> the guy on live tv <laughs> <laughs> yeah like they, they show what you deserve <laughs> um so I get that. And then they also pretty much, they, they allude to the fact that this girl was probably faking it, Janet, the whole time. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, there's, there's, that is an elaborate scheme. A, a... Uh... Go ahead. I, I, I thought I saw somewhere it was like an elaborate scheme to like kind of get all of like the, you know, the media attention on them to get more money from the government to move to another house is, yeah. is what I read about this. Yeah. Yeah, they said about it, they mentioned in the movie, they had a skeptic character, uh, I forget her name, I think she was based off a real person. Um, she was, but, she was in the credits. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, but she said, it's like, yeah, they're just it's just a mom, you know, egging her daughters on to try to get more funding from the government to move oh. to a better place that doesn't have a laundry room from the saw. Um, <laughs> it's, it's British Balloon Boy. <laughs> that's right. Speaking um, of the, the that, British, oh sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was like, that's just, that's a big part of this movie that I really enjoyed was that, like, Conjuring, the first Conjuring were given everything as it is, expected it to be real. It's Ghost Haunted House movie. Now, in Conjuring 2, they bring in, like, oh, so this is the sort of thing that, like, these popular haunting stories came from of just like either people with sleep paralysis people with history of sleepwalking people with ulterior motives of just like yeah this 11 year old girl is folding spoons like behind the scenes or just throwing around furniture and saying it's a ghost like 
it's as fun as ghosts voice. are to believe in um uh, doing an old man voice um which it's it's possible to, for 11 year old girls to do i imagine <laughs> english ones um english ones most definitely um but it's it, it introduced that side of skepticism that i thought was uh, a very good touch um but you know also necessary to like keep the plot going and like to keep the warrens in it even though by that point it's entirely fictionalized but yeah go on um we've, we've glossed over the scariest part of this movie. yeah i was about to say which uh, is we have it's two hours and 13 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> oh yes <laughs> Yes, and that's that I was film. like, "No, that's scary." <laughs> <laughs> we we also did skim over um, Billy seeing the crooked man. We we get introduced to the crooked man um, taking the form of the dog and then forming oh, into yeah. yeah. That's what made me oh. think that the dog was dead. Um, no, nah, I think I think if it's a crooked man, can be be a dog. That's fine. Gotcha. It it like got the memory imprinted of the dog so it could photorealistically transform into it that's it's not that's what we're going with here um <laughs> no, it's just like if he if he can be if the if the ghost can be a, a man from a zoetrope it can also be a dog that's true that's true um so yeah we got a crazy freaking claymation man i wish he was, was... in it more <laughs> was he scary to you guys like not at all it didn't really land for me, this guy. No, he was creepy. He was uncanny. He was, he yeah, was creepy. He was, yeah. Uh, but I mean, we've talked about of uh, um, the haunting of Hill House on Radish before, and I feel like the 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 bowling cat man yeah. might have been inspired by. But I got same similar vibes to like the bowling hat man and also uh, the the crooked man and the Conjuring too. I'm just kind of like. Uh, Okay, like silly guy. Yeah. Weird here's, hat. Here's what I really Creepy. enjoyed about Conjuring 1 is it the subtlety of it, right? One of the most terrifying shots of the film was the the sheet flying through the air and briefly taking the form of a human and then disappearing. Yeah, right. This and yeah. towards the end it was like full on mom's haunted a demon floating in the air spewing blood out of her mouth. Like, but it it built up to that point. Here it's just yeah. like wham from from the get. Uh, yeah. we, we get the, these crazy monsters. Not not as subtle as the first one, which is not necessarily a critique, but that's true. But we still get like along with like they kind of balance that out with like we see a lot of these like crazy scares and the daughter using weird voices. But yeah. like I you know mentioned before, we're getting like oh this like it was I think eighty percent like into the movie like three fourths in the movie where it's like this could still very well be faked. And yeah. I think that mm-hmm. right before the final act of the movie, like everything leading up to it, it's like, okay, yeah, this is probably all faked. Um, yeah. And like we saw some, we saw things from the Hodgson's point of view of like, you know, the crooked man and all that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to the outside world, it was still like, nah, this yeah. is a hoax. Yeah. I mean, we're up until the Warrens, we're kind of getting it from Janet's point of view. And, and you could yeah. kind of get the feeling that she's not a very trustworthy narrator. Um, so I, I, I get that. Well, um, she smokes too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> she just she yeah, smokes. She smokes. She's, she's five. Um, ah, she's probably like nine or ten. So speaking of which, we get th- one, probably my favorite scene in the movie, and it's Ed interviewing Bill Wilkins through Janet while she has the water in her mouth. With uh, him, you know, he I guess he gets stage fright. He he gets performance anxiety. <laughs> Doesn't want to come out while everybody's looking. 
Well, he so was everybody's too, so you couldn't look at him. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so everybody, everybody had to turn around. She put the water in her mouth and had the crazy conversation with her, him, with the morphing face and the blur, which that is so goddamn that that's masterful. Like I, I can't, I, like I can't even talk about it. It's it's such a cool scene to watch. It made the movie for me. Yeah. Just to watch like Janet's form kind of in the background. Like if you just focus on Patrick Wilson for a long enough time, you will completely miss Janet morphing into Bill in the background. Yeah. Um, And then you'll just barely see it near the end. It is, it is such a cool touch. Yeah. I, that made like, that made the movie for me. Yeah. I I like when he says, he takes his crucifix off and goes, how about this? Does it do anything for you? And like holds (laughs) it back at the ghost. But I, it would have been so much better if instead of that, it was just a middle finger. Just like, hey, <laughs> hey dude, fuck you. Well, no, you're in Britain, so you got to do the two fingers. You got to do the you got to do the flying V back behind him. Then build. For, for what? This, this, I'm holding up two fingers backwards. This is the middle finger equivalent in, in Britain. It's not this. Oh, it's come this. on. <laughs> no, what is, I thought it, what is the middle finger in England? That this is the I don't know what the no, middle what, finger what is, is, but this is like this is the equivalent. It's dumb. <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. It I, when I first saw Hot Fuzz, they do it twice and it confused the hell out of me, and I had to look it up. And it's it's the flying V, so they do that. Uh, I think someone does it in a photo and like a famous photo, similar to the Johnny Cash one of him flipping off the camera. That but one's yeah. cool. It's one finger. Yeah, that one's cool. They the British think that this is cool if you do that to the camera. I think it's probably the one British of the Gallagher. Think a brothers. lot of things are cool. That's true. So following the probably one of the best scene and most creepy scenes of the movie, we get Patrick Wilson's audition for an Elvis biopic. He's pretty good as Elvis, though. It's good. He comes yeah. he comes in I mean, obviously it's it's touching. The family is obviously very shit rocked from this horrible, <laughs> you know, demonic event. So he comes in and decides to play an Elvis song. Um and uh, he walks in the house and they go, whose guitar is that? And they go, that was dad's. And he picks it up and plays an Elvis song without tuning it. Like there's no way in hell that guitar was going to stay in tune for however long since dad played it or whatever. Like, it was a haunted guitar. Bill was also keeping it tuned. He's like, uh, tune the guitar. <laughs> uh, it's worth mentioning Patrick Wilson played a great Raul in Phantom of the Opera. He's got a great voice. He, he doesn't. Uh, he's is Raul the Phantom? Musical. No, uh, uh, the Phantom's the Phantom. What was he playing? Hold on. I didn't know if he had a name. Like, it's it's Jeffrey. What's his name? It's Bill Wilkins. He's seventy four years old. No, I'm trying to think of the guy who plays knock, the Phantom, knock. the Phantom of the Opera. Not the, not he the played Gerard Leonidas three hundred. It Butler. is Gerard Butler. Okay, it's Gerard Butler. Thank you. Okay, because he yeah. wasn't very good in that, was he? I liked him. I mean, all right. Yeah, we'll have to add that film to the Sean Dring playlist. We'll have to <laughs> we do not have to. Uh-uh. Uh, the people demand it. Uh, then <laughs> Patrick uh, Wilson. I'm sorry, not Patrick Wilson. Ed Warren, after singing, we does the whole fixing up the house thing. Uh, he goes into the basement, which becomes the basement from Rocket Power. Um, with what's all. Okay, the best the best episode of Rocket Power where the neighbor leaves and they drain the pool into the basement, and no, I'm not... what? Oh my Vaguely God. remember that episode. 
Oh, that was that all the water from brain. the pool into the basement. Yeah. They, okay. The neighbor leaves, and and I learned that this is where I learned the mantra of whenever my neighbor left, I swam in their pool. They're like, whenever the neighbor leaves, we swim in the pool. And I would say that every time I went and swam in my neighbor's pool. Um, but for some reason, they drain all of the water out of it into their basement, so they can like swim around in their basement or something. It looks really cool. Um, obviously, had a lot more of an impact on me than y'all as kids, but. Yeah, that I saw was, it I, crime. I immediately clocked that when I saw those basements just full of water. <laughs> also hilarious. Right. I'm, I've I've let problem. <laughs> I have I've never let a problem, you know, fester that much. But I can see myself letting a problem fester that much. That water has been leaking into the basement from that first scene you were talking about, where they bust yeah. the thing and man, that's a that's then, that's dangerous. There could be Ed running electric wires pull- in there. Ed doesn't even pull his pants up. He's like, all right, I'm going in. Doesn't take his shoes off. Doesn't just goes in with his leather shoes and like his, his nice pants just walks into the waist high water. And then of course there's like, you know, Bill who's no longer a ghost. He's just like an old guy who haunts them. Like at this point in the movie, Bill isn't a specter. He's just an old man who can teleport. (laughs) Just around this point. And he has killed. He can swim. (laughs) Bill's an old, old fish man who lives in the basement. Um, When he when he rose out of the depths, I was like, "Is that fucking Namor over there?" Like Namor is in this film. Yeah, they do the uh, they do the Lord of the Rings scare where like she looks in the water and like he's there and he pulls her in. Yeah, I think it was Lord of the Rings without a problem. Um, but it had a, had a big effect on me when I was nine because I haven't seen it since. <laughs> um, so yeah, like he goes in the scary basement and immediately you're just like, all right, there's gonna there's gonna be a ghost down here because this is the scariest basement in the world in vanilla mode. Now that we're in haunted house mode. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry, I went down a, a, a brief. Uh, hi everyone, welcome to Rocket Power, the podcast where we talk about Rocket Power. The name of the neighbor whose pool they drained was Merv Simpleton. Simpleton, Ooh, I just that's to, right. I just I have to get this first paragraph out of the way. He's a retired aerospace worker and Korean War veteran. <laughs> he has a cranky disposition, and the gang often drained their pool to skate in. Yeah, that's right. It was to skate in the pool. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I just I had to pick out his name because I was like, is his name also Mr. Wilkins? No, Merv Simpleton. <laughs> Mr. Dink. Yeah. Merv yeah. Simpleton. Mr. Dink was seventy four cool years old. Mr. Dink uh, would have been a big fan <laughs> of Elon Musk. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> he sure would have. But the thing is, is that the Korean War credit is still it's like it's red. Like there's no citation for it. Someone just went in. <laughs> That's fan fiction. (laughs) He's just a Korean War vet. No one's like, citation needed it. (laughs) No one cares to. Simpleton. Oh, God. In universe, Uh, there's also no record of him in the Korean War. All of his claims are unsubstantiated, (laughs) and no one was able to prove that in Rocket Power Land. Um, All right. Stolen Valor. Thanks, everyone. That was our episode of. <laughs> that was our episode of Rocket Power. Thanks everyone Rocket for listening. Valor. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, all right, so we had the scene in the basement. 
We also have the fantastic set piece that is the crossroom, which was so oh, yeah. well Ooh. designed. Um, Unfortunately, spoiled in the trailer. That was the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Um, and, and the scene that was spoiled uh, was uh, Janet, I guess, sleepwalks or teleports something through a locked door into the crossroom, uh, mm-hmm. getting choked out by the, by the ghost. And Ed Warren uh, gets super strength and busts the door down to <laughs> rescue her. Yeah. So, but we a quarter inch chain the part, the door together <laughs> where she was like woke up on the ceiling that's right and watched ed get out of the chair and walk up the stairs that was some eerie shit that, and then yeah, she's like that. flipped into the room and so everyone's like how did she get into a locked room how did she teleport how did she sleepwalk which is i understand yeah pretty no, uh real pretty good case to make crap scary man that was solid solid scene man Mm-hmm. And then also at one point we introduce a new child. Like I don't know why the <laughs> stuttering child couldn't be the one to do this, but like there's like a fifth child named Johnny. Yeah, who's <laughs> the only brave scene one. in the movie? He's he, like, he, if we don't tell him to stop bullying us, Howard, and then he just immediately gets almost killed. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never he was in the, the brave movie one. Again. The brave yeah, that's one. Like his only... I guess for historical accuracy, they had to include him, but like right. They could have just combined the sons to one son. Yeah, I get it. The other boy. (laughs) The brave boy. Walks into the kitchen, just knives everywhere. That would have been my cue. Just like, I'm sorry. I'm leaving. Um, The ghost got all the knives out. (laughs) (laughs) We've gone from bully to killer. Like, there's a difference. Um, I'm not afraid of you. Then, like, the door locks behind him. (laughs) Like, Johnny's in the kitchen with the ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) And all of the knives. (laughs) <laughs> that's right all the knives are like in the counter yeah and that's, but, that's the one where like she fakes it yeah but she did yeah. fake that she did fake that. she's like bending spoons and putting knives in the counter yeah which i that that was a little ridiculous to me because i thought it was funny because the guy picked it up and looked at the spoon i was trying to think of what he was thinking and he was like okay this ghost can use telekinesis we're done for <laughs> <laughs> this ghost is from the matrix <laughs> we're haunted by alakazam <laughs> 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 so who yeah, self scope. I I guess the that one character who was the skeptic was just running stealth recording operations on on the house and just recorded her, not mm. yeah, just faking it and then revealed it to them like an episode of Cheaters. Just <laughs> just brought up the the tape for 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 the Warrens. Unlike Cheaters, he didn't get stabbed. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, Isn't an episode? That's an incredible episode of television. <laughs> no, Shop, he gets stabbed. Seen that? The oh, host yeah. yeah, he got stabbed. The the, the the couple that's cheating is on a boat, and the host of cheaters and the camera crew pulls up on a second boat to be like, <laughs> "Oh, you're on cheaters!" And the guy in the first boat leaps across the boat like Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and Furious, and just stabs. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sick. <laughs> so like they're like well, maybe we shouldn't have a show where we live expose people for infidelity because <laughs> some of these people might be carrying a weapon <laughs> and try and kill the host. <laughs> that is awesome. Bad uh, idea. <laughs> great, great TV though. Great TV. What's that guy's name? Oh, I feel bad he got stabbed. I don't even know his name. Like Joey Gallo. Uh, Joey Greco. Greco. That's right. Straight up got stabbed on TV. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty badass. 
But yeah, this is a. It brings up just like the. She's been faking the whole time, which uh, I, I feel like more people with paranormal. Not no, I shouldn't say that. If you believe you've had a paranormal experience and that's made you a different person or a better person for it, all the better. I will not doubt you. I will love to. I will listen to ghost stories for the rest of my life. I love them so much. Um, even if I don't believe them, I still think they're fun. Same. Um, I, I think the conjuring should be like Rocky where half the time uh, they are making it up and like, you have to figure it out. Like, cause like in Rocky, like he loses like half the time, the final fight yeah. of the movie. So like, yeah. you never know. You never know if he's going to win or not. That's kind of add some stake. I think the, the conjuring or at least one of these series should be like half the time. It is BS. And like, it's kind of a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but actually just like the last film, um, right before the, the final, you know, haunting scene, the Warrens go somewhere else. So mm. they, they realize this is, you know, this is fake. We can't have her name on it. They leave, they get on a train. They make two very vital realizations of, Hey, why don't what one, why don't we play both tapes of us recording Bill Wilkins at the same time? Like that means anything. Uh, but he makes cool. that realization because he drops the tapes and they land on top of each other. And that's when he's yeah. like, Oh, <laughs> X or play them together yeah <laughs> also that that was a stretch this that, that part was a stretch yeah I, as a ghost i wouldn't think like all right i'm they're gonna record me twice so i'm gonna deliver one message this way and one message that way so the scary nun doesn't kill me um <laughs> maybe we can of... go into this in like the the final chandring episode but if i were a ghost I would go full Da Vinci Code at, just on everyone. I would give just the strongest, weirdest riddles to like try and communicate with the world. I love that shit. I'd scare I'm my enemies. Sh- Easy as that. <laughs> I'm not going to do riddles. I'm just going to go spook the hell out of some uh, like Donald Trump or something like that. Um, <laughs> you die before Donald Trump. That'd be awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, in this world, I die before Donald Trump. Um... <laughs> So, right after he makes this realization, it spawns Lorraine to have um, another one of her Shadow Realm things. where well, she, she explains that because she was away from the house, she could have it. Yeah. Because she couldn't go in the Shadow Realm near the house. And that was like... I guess that was necessary dialogue yeah. to clear up why she couldn't have had that at the house. <laughs> Just like the demon was keeping us out. Yeah. All right, whatever. Well, that, that was a big part of the film. <laughs> that was a big part of the film on, on just why they thought it was fake was, you know, Lorraine is this huge clairvoyant and, you know, feels everything. She felt nothing in there. So yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's dumb. She, saw, it's she dumb. saw an armoire fly across the room. <laughs> you don't have to be a clairvoyant to be like, oh, a kid didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she sees the nun again. Um, guess has a flashback to her carving the name into a Bible with her daughter just sitting there in abstract terror, just watching it. Um, and just figures out, I gotta say the name um, to, to kill the demon. Gotta rumble stiltskin this demon. The rumble stiltskin it. So they hop in the car, they go back. Um, as soon as they get there, lightning strikes a tree and turns it into a spire. Uh, which that was, was just cool. I like the lightning Pretty tree. sick, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, sweet. We got a sword there's a, tree now. 
I don't have their name in front of me, but there's a lot to be said and a lot of uh, kudos to be given to the cinematographer who had a lot of like overhead shots, both going down to the basement, like following the neighbors. Like I remember at the beginning of the movie, you follow the two women down to the basement and it takes this like weird overhead shot. I'm like, why are they doing, why are they doing this? This seems like a unnecessary thing. And then you realize every other time they go down to the basement to investigate, they use the same exact shot and they use the same kind of thing with just the big fucking tree spike. <laughs> real cool stuff this Very movie cool stuff. like i wouldn't say it looked realistic but it looked kind of like a like a storybook yeah like it had a very mm. sort of like set dressed but like um what's what i'm thinking of like impressionistic maybe mm. like it didn't mm. look real but it looked uh like aesthetically perfect for the story yeah. right yeah and i i think that we're gonna see more of that as the series goes on through the spinoffs and maybe even the devil made me do it. Yeah. I, I think that'll make it age better. Usually movies that are supposed to be real kind of don't age very well, but movies that have like a certain aesthetic do because that's not really mm-hmm. linked to a time. That's why both Amityville horror movies suck. Yeah. They're very both both are very much of their time and just kind of like, eh. Yeah. So we get uh, the, anyway. the final battle at the Enfield house, uh, which... Speaking of just just ways things were shot, this was almost like I I felt like I was watching you play Resident Evil, Will, with with Ed going through. It looked like very much like a video game. Like he has to enter mm-hmm. through the basement waters, get go through the haunted basement, go upstairs. He got hit with the the steam, steam pipe, steam pipe. <laughs> yeah. So his vision got blurry, and it just showed him like walking. That it reminded me the very much band of came a, back. Yeah, Cricket Man. It reminded me of a Resident Evil game. Like, I was ready to watch this guy's arm get taken off. Um, <laughs> then goes upstairs and finds the girl, and the nun pushes him out the window, and he's going to fall back on the spire like everything was predicted. And Great stuff. Great stuff. Y'all, y'all were hating End on the Crooked Man earlier, but I, I love the scene where, like, he stands up in the tent. So the tent uh-huh. is over him. And then he walks into a wall and the tent falls to the ground like there's nothing there. And then you see like a bolt of like basically like lightning go through the ceiling. Yeah. And then it hits the shiffero and the shiffero opens up and he gets out of it. I was like, ah, whoa. Like that 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 was cool. I think that wasn't super scary, but like I was I was hyped for that. That was that was cool. It kind of reminded me shot. of like when Bugs Bunny like goes underground and it has like the oh <laughs> like the ground moving. That's what he was doing up through the ceiling and shit. Very cartoony. And that was I, I did like that a lot better than the than his first introduction. Yeah. Then he um, has like two frames of kind of lunging at the camera before he's... I don't know. Is he dead? I don't know. He's kind of locked him he's away. Already, he's already dead. Um, uh, then we got Lorraine coming in to save the day. Speaks the name. The nun. Who ever that curtain rod? Deserves a raise. Because that yeah. curtain yeah. rod... Wasn't going nowhere <laughs> for absolute two fully grown people hanging on it. <laughs> British engineering. That neighbor wasn't doing any favors. We should say we where we get it. You know, kudos to the the curtain rod. That that neighbor gets all jeers trying to axe down a door and just being the absolute <laughs> worst at it. This man had to be possessed by some other demon that was just like you got to hit that door the softest you can. The demon of lethargy. <laughs> he axes a hole that's exactly Lorraine sized, and then she goes through it, and then he tries and goes, oh no, and then goes back to axe it some more. <laughs> it's like, there's nothing more you can do, man. <laughs> I was try. thinking, 
So he's trying to save the daughter because the daughter is about to jump out the window and impale herself on the death tree. Yeah. That tree was about six inches in diameter. I'm wondering, could he not have just kind of swung her off to the side? <laughs> like, she would have fallen a story. But, like, the odds <laughs> of her landing on that tree exactly, if he was to kind of just kind of throw her to the side, like, she... She might have broken her ankle, but she wouldn't have died. I was like, just just throw her. Just throw There's her. Just throw like her to the side. Seven or eight people out there. Small girl. Just waiting right. like, to the group of people. If everyone's waiting to catch her. Or you should have thinking the axe though, to cut down the tree. <laughs> <laughs> if we're thinking, though, of just the Warrens' PR and how they're seen through the world... If, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren went to England last week and Ed threw a small 11-year-old girl out of a window. That's true. Without diving into anything else. In a life-or-death moment, I don't care about PR. That's I care about true. not getting impaled by a tree. So, maybe I'm... Great scare. She appears... Volok appears from the corner and just yells her heart out. Uh at Lorraine and Lorraine has a, a great just shouting face down, which I think is the most <laughs> anime this whole series has ever been so far. <laughs> she she does the same line from the first one. Like the in the name of God I condemn you back to hell, which is the same yeah. thing that that Ed got in the first one. Powerful um, line. Oh, speaking of line. anime though, it, it actually kind of reminds <laughs> me of like one piece reaction shots. Uh, when Ed first tries going into the house through breaking a window and then the couch gets launched at him. It shows just Ball. one scene of him going like, <laughs> like hitting him. Which was like, like the most comedic thing. Like I wasn't expecting it, but it was hilarious. There was like a, like a two frame, like as <laughs> the couch goes. A couple of good jokes. Like I like when she says like, when my husband left, he took the music with him, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, divorces can be hard. He's like, no, he literally took all the records. So, <laughs> yeah. Pretty good joke, movie. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> At the very end, I was like, oh, we didn't get to see Annabelle. What's Annabelle up to? And then she was in the background in the it's Samurai just room. Chilling. She Did was in the background. Didn't Annabelle film come out between one and two? Yes. Okay. I believe uh, this came out in 2016. The first one came out in 2012. I believe uh, the first Annabelle. Let's find out. Ba, 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 ba. No, five, While you're one, finding four, that out, IMDb. The, the Ouija movie is not a 2014. Spin-off. It is not. No. The Ouija movies okay. are all on their own. But uh, Ouija, the second Ouija movie, I forget what it is. Um, it's directed by... Uh, Mike Flanagan, it is actually Ooh. very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Conjuring Annabelle, House. Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, Curse of La Llorona, dun 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 um, <laughs> and then Annabelle comes home. And now, and now the Conjuring, the Conjuring Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, is James Wan doing Devil Made Me Do It? No. He oh. wrote it, I believe. Okay. So he produced it, sorry. Yeah, he's producing it. It's it's a you can watch the trailer. You can tell it's a very different visual style. It's directed by Michael Chavez, who did uh, the La Llorona movie, okay. um, which I heard's so. the worst one of the Conjuring. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be series. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Leading up to uh, the next episode of the Chandring, I'm not super hyped about The Devil Made Me Do It, um, and I am because it's I love this series, but. 
I, I think that the quality is just going to keep diminishing. In any case, and look, it might be think, real fun. I think the second Annabelle movie is supposed to be pretty good. From what I understand, like and a creation I've heard is not bad. Annabelle comes home also like we'll get to these. All right. Like I said, what last episode we'll get to, you know, all the spinoffs later this October uh, for Halloween time. Um, but yeah, Annabelle comes home. I know brings the Warrens into it. So it's kind of a conjuring movie on its own. Um, so I'm excited to get to that as well. The nun I'm not excited for because Volok still scares me. <laughs> Still a, a see, what's, very what's the, creepy, well, well-made face. So was the nun about Volok? Because I, yes, I thought I, I thought yes. that Volok was just a demon, and it took the form of a nun because that was just an offensive figure to Lorraine to portray a nun that way. So that's how they made it in the movie. But I, I bet in the spinoff, uh, yeah, they that's not the case. Yeah, right. in, uh, in the in the movie, it's a real nun possessed by Volok. Yeah. Uh, okay, Volok's just been there yeah. done that uh which this is the question i have written down why was volok there because they reveal at the end of the movie that volok was just like she was channeling bill and the crooked man to frighten the family I, was she there just to like lure the warrens in and potentially well, just kill ed she was at the amityville house too you're right she was at the amityville so she's just going Vol- house to house just messing just, stuff up she just exists to like lure the Warrens into a death situation. That's a good question. Is it luring the Warrens or is it just happenstance that they? She just keeps running into Volok. Yeah. Well, Volok's also at her home, so I feel like yeah, this is a an affront, like an like an attack on the Warrens. This just yeah, we're, we're, again, we're bringing in ghost logic here. That's true. Yeah, that's true. It's that's the it's, I don't like. I remember there's one scene when they're in the cab rushing back towards the house that Lorraine just spouts some like similar to what we were talking about earlier of just like we I couldn't see the visions because she was blocking all the ghosts and all the visions. I was like, okay, so we're getting some like weird ghost logic here. That's fine. We didn't really get it in the <laughs> first one, but if you're gonna continue building a universe, you I guess you have to. Horror movies would be so much better if when someone said, why is this happening? The little league was just like, because g- ghosts. I don't know. Like, <laughs> shit's haunted. I don't you know. tell me. Like, like yeah. it's so unrealistic that they're like, oh, I know why the ghost is doing this now. We have to say its name. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that they conveniently gave us. <laughs> but like, it's scary though. It was, Definitely yeah. It scary. was, this was sufficiently scary. Several like premium scares. Um, and I like that, like, I, you know, I like that they introduced like a sense of skepticism that both the Warrens and the family face, especially like the, the Hodgson's who, you know, were widely considered as frauds. Um, I, I thought it was a well-rounded movie. Oh, we are getting a crooked man movie. We are. We are. There's an untitled Crooked Man movie and an untitled Nun sequel in development. All right. I, two, more, so I was, two more films to tack on. I was skeptical. Um, do you know how much movie, how much money this movie series has made? A lot. I, I think The Conjuring is like one of the... Yeah, I think it's like it's one of the $2 highest... $2 billion. Dollars. Yeah, one of the highest... I think it might be the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. If not The Passion so the of Contra- the Christ. Deadpool. It's oh. the second highest. That's true. 
It's the second highest grossing horror franchise ever behind Paranormal Con- Activity. Uh, Cloverfield. Godzilla. Uh, which I guess counts as horror. Monster. Yeah, it's a monster. But, but yeah, these movies are all, they all have like, like Conjuring 2 had a budget of what? Well, let's see here. $40 million and it made $320 million. Like these movies print money. Even The Nun made like a crap ton of, I don't know a single person who saw this movie and it what? made almost $400 million. What about La Llorona? I, that, that was, is that just a totally unrelated story that they just brought in? Is that a spinoff of something? I don't even know anything about that movie. I didn't know it was part of the Conjuring verse until we talked about doing this podcast series. Um, it doesn't seem to have, there is a tie into Annabelle in it. Uh, Okay. Um, but I think it's a similar universe. But it, while you're on it, was shot on nine million dollars, made one hundred twenty-three million dollars. So these movies, even like the the low budget ones, make their budget back, you know, tenfold. Wow, jeez. People be loving the Conjuring, and hopefully, loving this podcast. <laughs> hopefully, people be loving the Conjuring, uh, uh, which yeah, our... everyone who has listened to this so far and who has said incredible things about our first episode. Thank you so much. You have encouraged us uh, to keep moving on. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it. Um, I hope you're subscribing to the separate feed. If we are doing this separate feed. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Um, It's free. You might as well. (laughs) That's true. It's free. Uh, We have great artwork for it. Um, So thank you everyone so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode as well. We'll be returning within a week. Uh, to do The Conjuring the Devil made me do it. The Conjuring 3. Uh, we're going to finish up the core series and we're going to, you know, talk about the Warrens at full and just see how we feel about everything. No, we, we definitely got to watch Phantom of the Opera now. And... We don't... And that episode of Nathan for You with the Ghost Realtor. We, for we April added Fool's that Day. to the list on the first one. For April Fool's Day, we should do, like, Under the Tuscan Sun. <laughs> <laughs> Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the shot. What Pixels. can we do? Some movie with the name like hung jury, like some jury in the title, like something that sounds like conjuring or chandering. It's just like I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll think We've of got something. Eleven months. In any case, I've been Sean. Uh, I am at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean and Barry everywhere else. Um, and Sean and Barry on Letterbox. If you want like a small preview of these episodes of what I think, I'm re-watching these videos as we go or these movies as we go so i'm always rating them They're on videos <laughs> they are videos you little spooky videos uh i'm will um you can find me at will from online on twitter um and that's that's it don't don't look for me anywhere else um except for facebook no, don't do that either um <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be down in the laundry room uh, hanging up some more creepy bobbles. <laughs> um, I'm Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. You can find our other podcast on Twitter at Radish Pod. Uh, check out the network that we're all a part of at Net on Twitter, as well as Indiesaurus.com, where you can find episodes of this podcast, of Radish, and of all of the other great podcasts on the network. Um... I guess so Tyler's yeah, no, question no, is no Tyler no Tyler's question yeah no Tyler's question <laughs> it's a no you have to <laughs> I maybe I can make it like a, I know this is the second episode in 
but I could just get a ghost check from the two of you every week and just see how we're feeling about ghosts. Have we uh, changed any thoughts? Have we uh, thought of anything more okay. about ghosts? Ask us. How are we feeling about ghosts this week? I ain't afraid of no ghost. <laughs> uh, that's a perfect answer. I ain't afraid of no ghost either. All right. Well, we'll see you all next uh, I- week with The Conjuring the devil do maybe do it or as we'll title it the chandering the will maybe do it he did oh, Bustin makes idea. me feel good <laughs> Bustin makes me feel good the chandering i like i like the tagline of this one chandering too none your business <laughs> i goodbye <laughs>